Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I'm your host, Connor Livesey. Solo tonight. Uh, Mark took a trip with the family to Boston. Uh, he's getting in late tonight, and I got a trip that I'm heading off to in the morning, so we couldn't record tomorrow. So uh, we're making it work, and what better way to make it work than a uh, Cowboys mailbag uh, while the slow season kind of trucks forward. Uh, not a lot to talk about. I figured I'd take to Twitter and take some of you guys' questions. Um, Again, just not a whole lot going on in the Cowboys world and the NFL world in general. So it's been slow. Um, I guess we can carry on the tradition. Um, Today, the Cowboys announced that the Black Rifle Company Coffee is the new America's Team Coffee is the uh, the news we got today. And as you know, if you listen to Talking the Star, we seem to always break the uh, endorsement news. We break the... The uh, pizza the other day from Little Caesars. We broke the wine uh, the other day from the NFL sponsorship. So today we got the the coffee brand of the Cowboys, and it's a interesting time to announce that, seeing as what's going on in the world. But we're not going to get too crazy into that right now, and instead we're going to open the floor up to you guys. So we we asked on Twitter for some help, you know, to get some mailbag questions in. I'm just going to go down the list. We got five or six of them. Uh, might not get to every single one, but I'm going to try to. And uh, we'll we'll get some of y'all's thoughts on the show today, and I'll give my thoughts and opinions on it. Uh, D Sims at David Sims Golf One. Swing looks good in the profile picture. I'm sure it's a lot better than mine. Um, I'm hoping I'll play some this weekend down in Georgia. But uh, you asked bigger free agent signing depth need linebacker or a wide receiver to help out for the first month like Fuller. Um, I think it's wide receiver um, and mainly just because of the importance of the position there. I mean, I feel like with Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox uh, coming back, I know he you know didn't play a ton last year, but he should be coming in. Um, you have, you have a decent core there with Leighton Van Der Esch. Um, you got some, you know, younger guys coming back. Obviously you're not going to get, uh, you know, much this year from Damone Clark, but with Jabril Cox coming back, Leighton Van Der Esch, you know, playing decent football here recently, Michael Parsons, and some of the young guys like Devin Harper, undrafted free agents. I, I feel much more comfortable about that linebacker position than the wide receiver position. And I'm banking on, 
I, I guess banking on is the right, the wrong use of term there, but I mean, with Michael Gallup not expected to start the year on the field, you know, you could almost guarantee is not the right word either, but you could almost assume that there's going to be another injury to that wide receiver room. I mean, you're in injury away from it looking real ugly. So whether it's Will Fuller, whether it's a player like Julio Jones, whether it's just just a veteran player that has played in the league, I think they need to add something like that because the last thing you want is Simi Fajoko having to play important snaps for you right away. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jalen Tolbert. I think he's going to be a great player in year one for the Cowboys. But again, you don't want to put too much on his plate too early. And right now you're kind of asking him to be the number two, you know, I mean, off the jump, Michael Gallup's not here. CeeDee Lamb, it's Jalen Tolbert, it's James Washington, it's Simi Fajoko, Noah Brown. I mean, you'd almost be expecting at that point Jalen Tolbert to be your wide receiver too, which I think is a biz, big ask for a third-round rookie. So for me, I'd like to get a guy in, you know, Will Fuller. And again, I know people are pretty much out on Julio Jones because of the injury stuff and just how much struggles he's had to stay healthy and on the field recently. But Julio can give you six games at 80% of what he used to be, then sign me up. Cause I think that that can be a, uh, I think that could be a, a really nice holdover um, until Michael Gallup gets back and till Jalen Tolbert knocks some of that rust off and so on and so forth. So for me, it'd be that wide receiver. Um, then again, you know, Will Fuller, Julio Jones, you, you don't even need them to play a huge part all season, but if they could give you six, eight, you know, games on the low end of, of quality football, that'd be, a, that'd be a great help. Brandon, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Brandon. So I'm just going to say Brandon A at the Brandon underscore 18. And this kind of goes off of what we were just talking about. Recent reports that said that Julio Jones is deciding between the Cowboys or returning to Atlanta. Is that an actual thing or is he trying to use Dallas's leverage? Um, I haven't seen that. I don't spend as much time on Twitter as I used to just because it's a cesspool in my opinion nowadays. But uh, I mean, there's always been those like rumors that Julio Jones wanted to play in Dallas. You know, he got caught wearing the Cowboys hoodie in the mall a couple of years ago when he was, I think he was still in Atlanta. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't seen or heard much of that, but I mean, that this would be a nice place for him. You know, he'd kind of be able to come in, not have to be the focal point, but also would get plenty of playing time right away. Um, I think that they, this receiving room could use his veteran, you know, mentorship. I mean, we, we view CD lamb as a third year veteran, but you know, is he a, a vet in the locker room yet? I don't know. And I feel like he could help him. He could help Jalen Tolbert, you know, guys, guys like that. They kind of need the guidance to, to, to break out and be the player that we think they can be. I think he could help out with that. So, you know, kind of going back to the first question, whether it's a Julio Jones, Will Fuller, um, I mean, there's there's a ton of T.Y. Hilton. There's a ton of veteran, you know, receivers that could that could help kind of get this the the Cowboys through that Michael Gallup rough stretch. I think that would be a good idea. But I don't know if that rumor is legit, and I would be surprised if if they that was a a real thing. But who knows? Uh, Uma Cactus at Uma Cactus uh, with a fully healthy hooker. Do you expect DQ to play more middle of the field coverage? Um, 
Man, it's so tough because we've seen how the the two high look shell coverage has been a a weapon against some of these better quarterbacks and pass heavy offenses here recently. You know, making teams have to kind of go to the running game, and I, I like it. I mean, I think that you know using Malik Hooker and and you know on one side with J. Ron Kirsch, Donovan Wilson, whatever whatever your your mix of safeties is, I think you can have you know uh, enough enough disguise in that defense, but also just enough ability in that back end of that defense to play two high looks, to switch it up post-snap, you know, to give some multiple um, designs and alignments pre and post-snap that can confuse some guys. Um, I'm excited to have Hooker back a year after the Achilles injury. You know, he played really well down the stretch. I think he improved a lot um, with his tackling and, and down in the box uh, ability, being able to come up and tackle. So, that gave me a lot of hope for him because that was something he didn't do a ton of in Indianapolis was play that, you know, box safety role or come down and, and be a force against the run. But I thought he did a really job, a really nice job with that this, uh, last year in Dallas. And I think that, you know, he's just going to continue to get healthier and trust that Achilles a little bit more. So I think he could be in for a, you know, big second year in Dallas and whether that is playing that, you know, middle of the field safety and and playing, you know, sideline to sideline as a single high guy, that could be the case, or he could just do more of what he did last year. You know, they played a ton of, you know, cover two shell coverage. They played, you know, they did a lot of different things last year. Um, You know, we, we kind of thought that Dan Quinn would bring his cover one, cover three heavy scheme in, but they didn't do that much at all. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, Dan Quinn kind of take what he used to do, you know, develop it, adjust and kind of, you know, get these guys to play the football that was best suited for them. So I think that's what he'll do again this year. I think he'll look at what, you know, what offenses are throwing at them. He'll look at his personnel and figure out, okay, you know, what can we do well to limit offensive explosive plays? And I think that'll be what they go with. And whether that's cover two, whether that's, you know, man coverage, whether that's maybe they do, you know, bounce in some more cover one, cover three this year. We'll see. I mean, it's just I think they'll take kind of what happened last year. They'll they'll adjust what they need to. They'll add what they need to and they'll kind of, you know, come back and do a lot of what what works, which is a breath of fresh air because we saw a lot of for years. We saw a lot of, you know, what Rod Marinelli wanted to do. And that wasn't always the best thing for this group. Um, And we saw it as well with Mike Nolan, you know, there was no, there was no putting guys in the best position to succeed. It was, this is how we play. This is how we're going to do it. So I think Dan Quinn will get him right. And like, like the question was here is, you know, will we see Malik Cooker play more of that middle of the field cover safety? Um, I think you could, but I think at the same time, they're not going to put guys in, in a position that they feel like maybe they can't succeed at. Tom Coughlin uh, at Tom Coughlin has a good question. His is highs and lows. What are you most excited about for the Cowboys this year? And what are you least excited about this year? Um, again, a, a interesting question because, man, I just feel like everyone's kind of down on this Cowboys season. Um, you know, every time. I mean, just there's not a ton of excitement in the fan base. I mean, there's not a ton of excitement about the front office, the coaching staff. I mean, going back to the draft, you know, like I feel like the the temperature of the Tyler Smith thing has gone from, you know, this is a disaster to let, let's see how it plays out. But 
I think it's a stretch to say that people are like super excited to see what Tyler Smith does. You know, Sam Williams is, is, you know, had a relatively solid off season, but it's not like anybody's, you know, beating the door down to see what he does. You know, I think Jalen Tolbert's your most exciting rookie. And, you know, again, he's a small school wide receiver that, We've seen these wide receivers come on, you know, burst onto the the, the scene and, and play really good. And we've seen guys that need a year or two. So support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. There's not a ton of excitement surrounding the draft class, not a ton of excitement you know, surrounding any of the they haven't really made any moves um, since the draft. So it's just a lot of complaining and I get it. So, um, but what am I most excited about? I think my most excited thing for this season is, I mean, we've talked about him a little bit, but I'm excited to see what Jalen Tolbert does. I mean, even though he's not a guy that I think people are like, you know, beating the door down to see, I just, I think that he kind of gets burned because he played at South Alabama, but, We've talked about this story a ton on the draft shows and other things we've done, but he had an offer to, to you know, a full ride scholarship to go play wide receiver at Michigan State. He turned it down because he wanted to play baseball um, at South Alabama too. So he went to South Alabama to play baseball and football. Eventually, you know, football overtake, you know, overtook everything and he, he stopped playing baseball. But, um, you know, he had that, that power five, you know, big time school scholarship offer and decided to do something different, stay in state and try to do multi-sport. So um, seeing him. And then I think the most, you know, obvious one would be for me would be seeing Dak Prescott a year further removed from, you know, the, the nasty ankle injury that he suffered two years ago. Um, hopefully not having any, you know, re rehab is issues or, other injuries crop up in training camp like he did last year, you know, getting the calf injury further away from, you know, the Patriots game this year. So I just think you're, you're going to see a healthier version of Dak Prescott. And I think that only gets me excited because when Dak's healthy, I think he's a borderline top five, six quarterback in the NFL. When he's not, I still think he's a lot better than a lot of other quarterbacks in the NFL. Maybe it's, you know, top 10 at that point. But again, I think if you're, if you're talking about a healthy season of Dak Prescott, I think that there's a lot to be excited about, even with the, you know, offensive line and wide receiving core and tight end core that might take a step back. I think your, your quarterback's good enough when he's healthy to uh, 
pick up that slack. Um, and then what am I least excited about this year? That is a good question. Um, I think it's got to be the offensive line for me. It's just, I mean, I don't think it's any surprise to people who follow me on Twitter or listen to me talk, but I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Lyle Collins fan. I think he was really good at his job. Um, I think people who don't think he was really good at his job watch Sports Center and see the one or two plays a game where he gets put on his rear. But I mean, for 60 minutes a game, Lyle Collins was one of the best, one of the better, I won't say one of the best, but one of the better right tackles in the NFL. He was on a relatively affordable contract and he's young. Um, he's got position flex. That's not a guy that you cut to save money for that you don't end up spending. Um, so I, I hated that move. I think your offensive line instantly got worse. Um, not that I'm saying Terrence Steele is an awful player, but I do think he is a significant downgrade from Lyle Collins. And in the end, you made a move like that that's going to, I think, cost you a lot of offensive line stability to save money that you did nothing with. So can't really make that full circle there. So that's that's probably the thing I'm least excited about is, is Terrence Steele having to be the every week starter having tape out on him, how people will see how to beat him now. And again, Terrence Steele was a solid player last year. I think in, in his, you know, rotational role, him coming in and filling in for Lyle Collins while he was suspended, say you said he did a good job. Um, but now that teams know he's a starter, they know how they're going to attack him. Can Terrence Steele do the things as a starter now to improve every week to – to kind of adjust with what's being adjusted to him. And that, that does give me a little concern. Um, and again, you know, people hate Connor Williams staying on the offensive line. People hate Connor Williams, but I mean, realistically, I've said this a ton too, like Connor Williams in year four is more than likely going to be a better player than Tyler Smith in year one. Maybe not. Maybe Tyler Smith will burst onto the scene. He'll be a high-level left guard, even though he hasn't played there since high school. Um, maybe it will work out, but there's just a lot of moving parts on that offensive line, and we haven't even mentioned the lack of swing tackle. Um, you know, there's a lot of negative reports about Josh Ball. Still doesn't look like he's, he's able to handle that job. Still doesn't look ready strong enough, athletic enough, technique-wise, he's still having a lot of issues from what we kind of heard in the offseason. And then Matt well, let's go. you know, while he's a, you know, he's got the traits, he's got the size, he's got the length, he's got the athleticism, just such a raw technical um, offensive lineman who I wouldn't want anywhere near the football field until this time next year. And I still think he might need some work. So those are your two options that left you know, swing tackle, Avante Collins is a guy on the roster who has some sort of veteran um, experience. He's been in the league for three, four years. Um, but again, you just have no, no real good option as a swing tackle. While Cam Fleming and Cameron Irving and Terrence Steele weren't like the best swing tackles in the NFL, they were guys who you had some sort of confidence in if they had to step in and play for an injured Tyron Smith or a suspended Lyle Collins or whatever it was. I don't think that that guy exists on this roster. And I think that that, that along with the Lyle Collins stuff, along with the, you know, uncertainty at left guard, just 
sounds like a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. All right, last one we'll do tonight is from Riley Rosenbush at Riley Rosenbush. Out of Simi and TJ, who intrigued you the most for the fifth slash sixth receiver spot on the team? Um, honestly, for me, like, I'm not a huge Simi Fajoko fan. I wasn't when he was coming out of college at Stanford. Um, for me, based on the traits alone, it would be TJ Vasher because he offers something that no one else in this receiving room really has. Um, every other receiver on this team is, you know, 6'1", 6'2", 195 to 210 pounds. You know, it's kind of have a similar size look and feel about him. But TJ Vasher is a, a big dude. A uh, long guy. He can kind of do some things that some of those other guys can't because of the size and length he possesses at, at the receiver position. Um, now, again, he's he is a rough around the edges type of guy. He's not a great route runner. He's not going to do a ton of you know long speed things or run away from guys. But I mean, I think that this red zone offense has had some issues throughout the years, and I think TJ's Vasher's size and length and box out skills and ball skills would be, you know, a, a breath of fresh air in this group that, that has a lot of the same look and feel type of receivers. He does something different and, and it's, it's natural ability, you know, it's physical ability. It's, it's things that these other guys just don't have and can't get because of the, the genetics. But I mean, again, he's six foot six. That's, you know, by far the tallest guy on this roster. He's got you know, good weight to him as well. So he's just a bigger, bigger, bigger dude. And, and I think that that size, you know, the, the 210 pound frame at six, five, six, six is just something that's not on this roster. And I think it's something that, that could be used and could be needed. Um, so for me, he intrigues me more than a guy like Simi Fajoko. I mean, we'll see what Simi's development is from year one to year two. Um, as I said, I wasn't a huge fan of him coming out of Stanford. I did not like him, but, you know, kind of viewed him as a day three guy and he went on day three. So, um, you know, I, I think that Vasher out of Texas Tech's a guy who won in college the way that he could win in the NFL. It just takes, you know, some, some, some chemistry with the quarterback, some, you know, work in the red zone. And, and I think he could do some, some nice things in this offense. So I will, I would take TJ Vasher due to his, just difference, you know, his different skill set than some of these other guys over a guy like Simi. But realistically, I think they'll probably give Simi his opportunity. They spent a draft pick on him. They have that investment in him. And um, while I, I would maybe look the other way, I think they'll probably give Simi Fajoko every opportunity to earn that last, you know, receiving job. But uh, that's all the time we have for today. We had a bunch of good questions. I appreciate you guys giving me some content. Mark couldn't be here today. I couldn't be there for him tomorrow. So we had to kind of wing it this week. We are so excited for training camp to kind of show up here. Um, not too soon. Not too far away, I mean, excuse me, um, because it, the content is hard to come by. I mean, it's just a dead period in the NFL time. And it's uh, having having to talk, you know, 20, 30 minutes right multiple articles a week is not the easiest thing to do right now but i appreciate you guys coming through giving me some some questions that you guys had on your on your brain and hopefully i uh hopefully i gave you guys some answers that you're looking for but um we'll be doing this again every week this comes out every wednesday there's a ton of other shows on the blog and the boys network that i hope you guys listen to we have multiple shows pretty much every day during the week 
to keep you busy and to kind of scratch that Cowboys itch. So we appreciate you guys for following along. Make sure you make sure you guys subscribe to the Blogging the Boys podcast feed, whatever podcast platform you guys use, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you guys use, we're on there. Just type in Blogging the Boys, subscribe to that. You'll get every show on the feed. Um, you'll get notified when it comes out. You know, give us a review, give us a like, give us a comment, whatever it is. Um, make sure we can keep doing it because again, we enjoy doing it. Um, I, I've had a blast with Mark. You know, since we started doing this around draft time we're excited to kind of take this podcast into the regular season um really excited to get his perspective on things because he he is not a cowboys fan he is a new england patriots fan who covers the nfl for a living so he has an outside perspective on this team he's not looking at it from a biased point of view and and i'm really excited to get in tape to tape and game film and in schemes and all that with him and just figure out, you know, kind of where he's at on things and maybe getting some arguments and maybe bounce some ideas off of each other. So we're excited to, to carry that on throughout the rest of the season. We're excited to have you guys around listening. So make sure you join back every week, listen to all the, all the other shows. We appreciate the, the support. We'll be back next week on the Podcast. We'll see you.